Guess who's back? Back again. Nico's back. Somebody tell a friend. And also, how are Kyle Palmieri and Taylor Hall's trade situations the same? We have a lot to discuss in this day off episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 3.24 p.m. Eastern Time, April the 7th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And the New Jersey Devils at the time of this recording do have an off day and they do go to Buffalo to play the Sabres tomorrow in a rematch or I guess today technically since that's when this episode is going to go up. So basically, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I gave you guys my post-game analysis on the New Jersey Devils and overall how they played, and it was just very sloppy puck handling. There were too many times where they turned the puck over, and it led to easy scoring opportunities for the Buffalo Sabres. And the reason I wasn't as hard on them as I would be in a normal game is because I say, if you're going to make those types of mistakes, usually doing it against the Buffalo Sabres is usually your best bet because the Buffalo Sabres aren't really that good. But uh, then again, if you guys didn't know this fact, if you missed yesterday's episode, I informed you guys that the Sabres have only won nine games this year and four of those wins have come at the hands of the New Jersey Devils so 44% of their wins are from New Jersey and if they win in today's matchup then guess what half of their wins are going to be at the hands of the New Jersey Devils and that will be embarrassing so anyway what are we going to discuss in this episode well we have some trade rumors to discuss regards to Kyle Palmieri and also Taylor Hall I want to just basically touch on that just a bit more because I I previewed it in yesterday's episode when I told you guys that Taylor Hall was also a healthy scratch for the Buffalo Sabres, similar to what Kyle Paul Mary is currently due to the fact that both teams know that their times are pretty much up for their respective organizations. So they've been scratching them for recent games for precautionary reasons, which just basically means is they can be traded at any given moment. A trade can be accepted by an opposing team. And I believe the sweepstakes for uh, the Kyle Palmieri situation is really going to be interesting for a lot of fans. And obviously, I know it's going to be sad to see Palms leave. But at the end of the day, I'm excited to see what we could get because I touched on it a couple episodes ago. I, I specifically said that I think the more favorable situation for Kyle Palmieri would be the Boston Bruins uh, situation because Boston, even though they are more than likely going to get into the playoffs, it's been a disappointing year to say the least. They've taken a few steps backwards. I kind of sense that within the first few games of the year and how they were playing against the New Jersey Devils, albeit it was early in the season, but they kind of gave you a little bit of a preview of that they weren't the same team as they were last season. So, you know, I believe Kyle Palmieri joining the Boston Bruins will definitely give them some more scoring opportunities and just more life in general for a team that's uh, taken a few steps back this season. Now, like I said, they will be in the playoffs, but they're just not as scary as they once were because they're a team that you respect. But 
it's not a team that you fear. Because if you guys remember, uh, during my pre-season uh, analysis, I actually feared the Boston Bruins. And I thought that they would be coming out for vengeance, obviously winning the President's Trophies winners. And obviously not getting to the Stanley Cup Finals really takes a toll on, on you. Especially since the Stars and the Lightning are also having their fair share of struggles this season. So... Uh, I believe Kyle Palmieri going to the Boston Bruins would be a good situation for him just because, you know, they uh, need some scoring and he can provide that extra punch that they need. And in return, I believe uh, I've been seeing reports saying that Jake DeBrusque will be joining the New Jersey Devils if that were to happen, if that trade uh, was to go through. But obviously, I'm just speculating. And I believe that's who the New Jersey Devils have their eye on. And quite honestly, even though he is struggling this season, I do believe Jake DeBrusque can really provide some, uh, you know, raw talent for our organization because he's 24 years of age. And overall, you know, I believe if he just has a new change of scenery, then, you know, who knows? Who knows what can happen? But overall, let's shift my focus over to Taylor Hall because, like I told you guys just a few moments ago, his situation is also similar to Kyle Palmieri in which he was out due to precautionary reasons and Taylor Hall has been struggling mightily this season like very very bad so on Taylor Hall's scoring struggles he's shooting 2.3 percent his career shot percentage is 10 percent and last year's was 8.1 percent exactly 600 skaters have played at least 10 games this season more than half 324 to be exact have shot 8 percent or better Hall is 569th out of 600, and only three fours have a worse shot percentage. So Taylor Hall has been completely off the mark ever since joining Buffalo. And it was something that I actually kind of predicted because I was just like, why would you join the Buffalo Sabres? Yes, they do well against the New Jersey Devils for whatever reason, but if they are not playing a team in red and white or black or green, whatever the case might be, then guess what? They're going to struggle, and that's not an organization that you really want to be with. So I was a little confused why a 29-year-old Taylor Hall you know, still in his prime and, you know, still can provide a lot of good things for a contending organization. I don't know why you would join the Buffalo Sabres. That made no sense, especially since the deal was like, what, a one-year contract? So, obviously, for the Buffalo Sabres, you're not gonna really going to get, like, you know all that great in return for him because this season, you know, I touched upon it in yesterday's episode, but just to remind you guys, 37 games played, two goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 19 points is not going to get it done. And let, let, let's look at some of his past stats. So uh, last season, 35 games for the Coyotes. He had 10 goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 27 points. And then he played 30 games for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, you know, obviously uh, the Devils traded uh, him to the Coyotes. So in the first half of his season, 30 games played, 6 goals, 19 assists for a grand total of 25 points. So, you know, uh, he's kind of off the mark a little bit. And he's been falling off the mark ever since 2017-2018 when he had 93 points for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, uh, I, I don't know what to expect out of Taylor Hall at this point, And I don't know what's going to happen to the uh, former first overall pick from 2010. I don't know what to expect out of him. And it's sort of the same situation as Kyle Palmieri because I've touched on it in so many episodes because I told you guys, 
Palmieri has been way off the mark this season as well in terms of his overall offensive production. Like, he didn't score his first goal of the season until, like, what, he was 9, 10, or 11 games in? I forget the specific game, but, you know, it was against the Boston Bruins in which he was able to score two goals. But overall, for uh, Kyle Palmieri, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. His trade value has gone down tremendously, and it's similar to Taylor Hall. Their trade value has gone down. I don't know what's been going on with both of these respective players, but... You know, um, like I said, guys, I love Kyle Palmieri, and I love what he's been able to do for uh, the Devils organization. But at the same time, I don't know what we're going to get out of him because, you know, obviously, if we were to, like, you know, make a trade for him last season, because last season, 65 games, he had 25 goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 45 points. The season prior, he had 50 points. Uh, 27 goals, 23 assists in 74 games played. And yes, I know it's a shortened season. and I know maybe his production wouldn't be exactly the same in that context. But, you know, in 34 games played, having eight goals, nine assists for a grand total of 17 points, he is just way off the mark. So to give you guys some reference, so hypothetically, let's just say if he was to play in 34 more games this season, he's only on pace to have a grand total of 34 points. So, you know, that that's... Uh, way off the mark, like completely off the mark as opposed to last season. And I don't know what else he could do because in terms of assists, I'd say, you know, he's at a, you know, a leisurely pace, but in terms of goals, just way off the mark, just completely. And I don't know uh, what else to expect from Kyle Palmieri at this point. But like I said, I love this 30 year old. Like, you know, if, if I had to keep one veteran player, it would be Kyle Palmieri, and, you know, ever since uh, he's been scratched, uh, obviously he's one of our alternate captains. Miles Wood has actually been wearing the alternate captain role on his jersey, so, you know, uh, there there's that, but uh, I, I, I do believe Miles Wood will be a newly named captain once Palmieri is officially off our roster and off the organization once he's traded uh, come April 12th or, you know, soon or whatever the case might be. But, you know, I just wish that a contract extension could have, um, you know, been worked out because I think for the New Jersey Devils, I think their mindset was we don't want to sign you for this long for this sum of money, especially since your production has fallen way off and your trade value has also gone way down. But I'm sure Kyle Palmieri and his agent and whatever, uh, whoever else was involved was like, you know what, you know, uh, we, we, we know production has been off the last couple years, but at the same time, you know, I feel like I'm worth this sum of money. But, you know, that's how it usually goes in contract extension negotiations. But, you know, we still have a lot more to discuss. And, you know, hopefully uh, the Devils don't let me down in this trade. But you know what won't let you down? RockAuto.com. But first, I got to take you guys to the beginning. So let's talk about chain stores before we talk about RockAuto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is even better. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So obviously the last couple of episodes we've been talking about Kyle Paul Mary's trade situation and I know it's sad, I know it's depressing, but let's uh switch gears for just a moment and let's talk about some good news for the New Jersey Devils because we need all the good news we could take even if it's just like this player is returning sooner rather than later and that is the captain in Nico Heizer. So he returned to the ice Wednesday for practice after nearly 6 weeks of being struck in the face and suffering a sinus fracture. So if you guys remember, on February 27th, in a game against the Washington Capitals, P.K. Subban uh, let a slap shot go from the point area, and unfortunately, it hit uh, Nico Heizer in the face, and he suffered that fracture, and he was out for an extended period of time. They placed him on the week-to-week injury list, and Lindy Ruff had this to say to the media. He said, it was great to see him back out there. I thought he had good days skating on his own. For his first practice, I thought he looked good. So, uh, Nico Heizer actually had to undergo surgery to repair that sinus fracture, which is why, you know, he was out uh, for an even more extended period of time. So, he underwent that surgery last month to repair the frontal sinus fracture. This followed an off-season injury that kept him off the ice until his season debut on February 20th. And uh, Heizer played only five games this season when he suffered the injury. So, you know, obviously before he was able to practice, he was skating on his own. He was just slowly but surely just trying to rehab his way back onto the ice and just get back to the full speed of the NHL. So he was wearing a full cage helmet and uh, that was mandatory in order for him to practice on Wednesday with the team. So uh, the cage is a weird adjustment, he said, but safety is obviously the top priority. So like wearing a full cage helmet, like, you only see that like in college hockey, really. Like you, you, you don't really see that in the NHL. So uh, Amanda Stein actually chatted with Nico this morning, and he said that the last time he had to wear a full cage uh, helmet was the 2017 World Juniors. And interesting fact, he had six points in five games for Switzerland during that specific t- World Juniors tournament. So uh, maybe the full cage helmet will be good luck for him. But overall, it's just great to see Nico Heizer back on the ice, and we need our captain. We just need any. Uh, Uh, break that we can possibly get because it's been a struggle for the New Jersey Devils and I think just uh, not having our young leader on uh, the rink uh, just doesn't really uh, you know make us any better so you know the fact that he was able to practice the fact that prior to that he was able to just skate on his own and just slowly but surely just try to get back into the swing of things really says something about the hope that he will return before the season ends so 
There's no timeline for Heizer's return to the lineup, and it's still up in the air. And obviously, with everything that's happened to him this season and with how our season is going right now, there is certainly no rush, guys. So it's like we're not trying to hustle for a playoff spot. And Nico Heizer's, like I said, has only played in five games this season. So it's not like, you know, he was a major impact for our team this year. So, like, you know, uh, obviously he only had two goals, one assist for a grand total of three points this season. And he is clearly uh, the youngest captain in the NHL, like head captain, to say the least. So, you know, uh, I think that's all he has going for him this season because, let's face it, I don't think um, his uh, season impact will be huge just with the amount of games he's missed and just the fact that he's been on the week-to-week injury list protocol not once but twice and also he got held back due to COVID. And so uh, for Nico Heizer, I'm just glad that he's been able to get back into the swing of things. But obviously, I agree with the New Jersey Devils. I agree with the NHL concussion protocol, which is, you know, no rush to get him back out there. Because, guys, like, if you suffer another concussion, like uh, for any of you who are athletes who are listening to this, your second concussion is always worse than your first one. So, you know, especially in a sport like hockey where you get knocked down a lot, where the puck can actually hit you in the head. Uh, there's clearly no rush to get him back out there. So I agree with that decision wholeheartedly. Now, if we were fighting tooth and nail for a playoff position, then I think uh, Nico Heizer would be back on the ice. But just with how our season's going, especially with us just trying to get, you know, people like Tice Thompson, some more reps onto the rink and, Clearly, just uh, we're trying to deal away Kyle Palmieri, and maybe, you know, we'll trade away another player or two if it suits our best interest. But, you know, uh, overall, just to see Nico Kiesler back, um, well, I, I technically didn't see him. I just saw the pictures and the videos, but it was just a sight to behold. And, you know, it's something that I forgot about because, you know, for a while, throughout all the struggles, the pain, the agony, the late night rants to the New Jersey Devils, I sometimes forgot that, you know, we still have one of our best players on the injury list. I haven't mentioned that in so long that Nico Heizer was out, and I feel super bad. But like I said, only played in five games this season. So, you know, it's not like he had a major impact on our season when we were, like, winning at the beginning of the year. In fact, it was just speculation as to when will he return because we've waited long and hard just to, you know, overall see him back onto the rink. So, uh, like I told you guys, I think he will return uh, before the season ends. I don't think they're going to shut him down for the rest of the season. But uh, they're just going to take their time with it, and I agree with them wholeheartedly. And I bet we will see him again. So, anyway, speaking of bet, it's time to take your guys' bets to betonline.ag, the best betting online marketplace on the entire internet. So, obviously, college basketball is over, football is over, but the NHL is still in full swing, and we still have some more big games on schedule and on tabs. And also, the NBA is starting to heat up as well. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this that a third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody so going back to what i was talking about in the first segment about taylor hall and kyle palmieri and their potential trade situation the reason i was bringing up taylor hall is because let's face it guys the backstory for taylor hall and kyle palmieri is kind of similar now i'm not saying that kyle palmieri is on the same playing field as taylor hall i i get that they were teammates but let 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 me just you know make that clear and you know taylor hall is a former new jersey devil so you know i just want to put that out there but Overall, uh, I just found a lot of similarities into what their situation is, which is like, you know, they both got off to very disappointing starts to the year. Uh, Taylor Hall is definitely way off the mark. And for a lowly team and organization, you would think that Taylor Hall would be sort of like that diamond in the rough kind of thing where he would absolutely be showing up his teammates. He would be dominating the organization just because he's the only good player uh, you know, as opposed to Jack Eichel and a few others. But obviously, in terms of background, I think he is obviously uh, the most qualified for, you know, best overall player on the Buffalo Sabres. Like, let's just let, let, let's just uh, face that fact before the season, like, was to begin. You would say that Taylor Hall would be the MVP of that team or Jack Eichel, whatever the case might be. You would have to talk to Locked On Sabres about that. But overall, you would think that Taylor Hall would be dominating. But obviously, the season has been a huge struggle for him. I touched on that earlier earlier in the episode and I kind of found similarities with Kyle Palmieri because as we all know Kyle Palmieri is a sniper he's a goal getter and uh, obviously he got off to a very slow start to his season and I believe him going to the Bruins will definitely help him turn it around just because uh, you know he does well against the Boston Bruins so you know uh, might as well go to the team that you do well against because if you play with them look out you know that kind of thing so the fact that both of them are healthy scratches for precautionary reasons was just you know uh, I I guess kind of chilling for me because both of them have pretty good uh, backgrounds obviously Kyle Palmieri's is you know anywhere from decent to good and Taylor Hall is just you know a great background obviously he's still 29 he's still relatively young Uh, he's been struggling the last uh, season and a half and this would be his fourth team in a matter of just two seasons or a season and a half whatever the case might be however you want to consider that so obviously uh, Taylor Hall is just looking for that system in which he can just you know put a team back on the map and just dominate and Uh, I guess that's sort of what his mindset was for the Buffalo Sabres. But anyway, just going back to what I was saying earlier, the reason I was just talking about Taylor Hall and Kyle Palmieri was just because their stories and their situations are just so similar, in my opinion. Just uh, what they bring to a table for their respective organization. They can help out any contending team. And I still believe Taylor Hall still is able to maybe put up near 100 points in a season if he is in the right uh, system and organization. 
And obviously the Coyote situation didn't work out for him. In fact, I think he even expressed it to the public how unhappy he was with uh, the Arizona Coyote situation. Obviously they had some front office drama. So I think Taylor Hall is just looking for the right possible home. And that was obviously one of the biggest stories during the offseason. Where would he go? Where would he land? And how would he perform? And obviously... Uh, the shocking news of him going to the Buffalo Sabres and obviously him being completely off the mark. I told you guys an interesting stat that I found online and, you know, I, just to give you guys some reference. So, you know, I, I guess this trade deadline for me with uh, Taylor Hall and Kyle Palmieri situation, it's just interesting. And obviously, since Taylor Hall is a former New Jersey Devil, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. And, you know, let me know what you guys think. I just find uh, both of their situations just quite similar and obviously, uh, no one expected much from both respective teams, but uh, I don't think anyone expected the Sabres to be that bad, and I don't think anybody expected the New Jersey Devils to completely fall off the mark after their COVID uh, suspension of season. So, you know, that's just my personal opinion, but let me know what you guys think, because that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Let's just see if we can get this final win against the Buffalo Sabres this season and not let them have half of their wins against us because that would be very embarrassing. And trust me, guys, uh, that will lead me to drink if I'm being honest with you. Okay, so anyway, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Hopefully it's a happy one. Go Devils.